Welcome to Rob's Reliability Project, a podcast for maintenance and reliability people to better themselves both at home and at work. Now let's get rolling. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rob's Reliability Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. Today I wanted to jump on and talk about something that's a big problem in our industry and a big problem in the world. And I've seen it at the companies I've worked for, the companies I've consulted at, and also I've seen it glorified in the media. And that's fear-based leadership. And I think the reason why a lot of people use fear-based leadership is it works. It works in the short term. It changes people's behavior in the short term. It motivates people in the short term. But it costs us in the long term. It costs us great employees. It costs us our culture. It costs us profitability. It costs us employees going the extra mile for us. It costs us innovation. But we don't see that. We lose that because we're so focused in driving them harder. I remember a few years ago, I was reading an article about a gym that opened up in the United States. And they had a radical, radically different concept. A lot of the gyms, the personal trainers, they either don't interact with you or they give you structured workouts. This gym went the whole extra mile. They had personal trainers that were walking around the gym and they would yell at you. They would berate you. They would drive you harder. And this is a concept we see in maintenance, we see in reliability, we see in management, we see in sports from coaches. We see everywhere. And they did a study on this gym. And they found that this technique was extremely effective for about three months. And after three months, the people who went to the gym, they either went back to their regular habits of what they were doing before, those habits that have been ingrained through their entire lives, or they stopped showing up because they didn't want to get berated anymore. They didn't want to get yelled at anymore. They didn't want to take the abuse anymore. And yet, we do this in our companies across the world. One of the characteristics that I see so often with fear-based leadership is the use of metrics or KPIs. And those metrics and KPIs, they're not used as how I would like people to use metrics as a tool to understand, to troubleshoot, to diagnose, 
what's actually going on, but they're used to hold people accountable. They're used to bonus people. They're used to fire people. They're used to discipline people. And one of the problems I see so often with metrics, and it's a culture killer, is when people are disciplined or bonused off of metrics that they have no impact on. And one of the most classic examples in our industry is PM compliance. We like to incentivize or grade or discipline our planners off of PM compliance. Well, you can have the best planner in the world and he could have, he or she could have made the best job plan in the world. And everything could be perfect. But if operations doesn't turn over the equipment for the PM because they're trying to hit production targets for the end of the month, that planner loses out on PM compliance. That planner gets disciplined for something he had no, or he or she had no control over. And that breeds disengagement. That breeds frustration. That breeds pushback. In the media, we see some companies that are glorified for using metrics to evaluate the performance of their employees on a quarterly or annual basis. We see this across some companies where they're looking at these various metrics and they're firing the bottom 10 to 20% of their employees on a time-based schedule. That works in the short term. But then you start losing your best employees too. Because your best employees don't want to have to worry about this in the long run. They don't want to have to worry about if they struggled one quarter, if their health was bad, if something came up. They don't want to have to worry about looking behind themselves and worrying that the axe is going to fall. It's just not sustainable. I've had two experiences with fear-based leadership that I want to talk about. The first one is, is throughout my sporting career. Playing polo, I've had a lot of coaches that coached from fear. They berated us. They yelled at us. They punished us with push-ups or butterfly or swimming laps or whatever. And it does work. But after a while, it becomes normal. After a while, it just is what it is. After a while, you're not pushing the limits anymore. One example that killed my disengagement from early in my career was a manager of mine led himself from a place of fear. He asked me to write a report comparing two manufacturers of the same piece of equipment. He wanted to know which one was the best for our company, which one we should purchase going forward, which one had the highest reliability, the lowest maintenance cost, 
Which one would have been the best? And what I didn't know was his manager was the one who asked. And his manager already had an idea of what he wanted the answer to be. I put together my report, I analyzed the data, and I came up with a conclusion. And I remember my manager coming over to me, standing over my shoulder, and he had me chop the data and slice the data until he got the opposite answer, until he got the answer that his manager wanted. And he rewrote the executive summary of my report and he sent it off to his manager with my name on it. And a few days later, he came back to me and he said, he told me that his manager liked my report. It wasn't my report. I was ashamed that it had my name on it because it's not up to the standard that I have for myself. And it was another event, another instance that made me not want to work for him anymore, made me not want to work for that company anymore. A lot of companies use fear-based leadership because it's easy. It's easy to look at metrics. It's easy to fire people. It's easy to manage from a place of fear. But it's not effective in the long run. It's not sustainable. What's sustainable and what I like to call sustainable growth leadership is leading from a place of love, leading from leading from a place of human connection, leading from a place of support and coaching and helping leading from a place where we're making our people better. We're not scaring them straight. And we're going to talk a lot more about sustainable growth leadership in the next few months. As I, as I learn more and as I roll out a few special things for you guys. And I wanted to say I'm one of those offers that's coming up in the near future. I'm partnering with my coach, Susan Hobson, and I wanted to say that throughout my career in sports and and in my career as a reliability professional, I've had a lot of managers that have led from a place of fear. And after a while, you get tired, you get checked out, you get disengaged. And Susan leads from a place of sustainability. Everything that we've done in our work together for the last nine months 
has come from a place of love, has come from a place of connection, has come from a place of support. And I've never felt happier. I've never felt more engaged. I've never felt more connected to a person, to a coach, to a leader. I've never felt more inspired in my entire life. And sometimes when I was having a rough week or I didn't feel like I was performing at a high enough level, I would come to her and I would say, Susan, I need you to yell at me. I need you to berate me. I need you to scare me straight. Because that's what I knew. That's all I knew. And she never did that. She always responded with what I needed. She always responded with love. She always responded with building me up, helping me see who I truly am, how you see me. Helping me find that purpose, that purpose to help you, which is the reason why I'm talking to you this morning. Helping me find meaning and happiness and fulfillment. And that's where some of the new stuff that I'm working on around sustainable growth leadership is going to come from. I want to get you out of the fear. I want to get you out of the frustration. I want to get you out of the disengagement. And if you're like me, I want to get you out of the depression, the anxiety, the suicidal thoughts. And I want to take you to a better place. I want to take you to a place of fulfillment, a place of happiness, a place of engagement, a place of love, a place of connection, a place that makes you the best person that you were meant to be, the best person that you can be. Not just someone who's looking over their shoulder and doing the minimum. And that's sustainable because it comes from a place that drives us. It comes from a place that gives us energy. And so I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories of fear-based leadership. I'd love to hear how your company is leading you today. Is it from a place of fear or is it from a place of sustainability? Is it from a place of love? Is it from a place of connection? And if you'd like to share those stories with me, please send me an email to robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com or you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Absolutely do that as well. I really, really, really appreciate each and every one of you. 
I hope that this message found you in the right place and space so you could listen to it and really have those pieces connect for you like they've connected for me. And I hope you and your family are safe and well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Rob's Reliability Project.